You are listening to a Sunday sermon from St. Thomas Episcopal Church in Bellevue, Washington. We are a community that seeks God's presence, serves Christ and others, and grows together in faith. Welcome to our podcast. The following sermon was preached on the fourth Sunday of Lent, March 22, 2020, by the Reverend Sarah Butler Janoffi, Senior Associate Priest at St. Thomas. Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he said this, he sped on the ground and made mud with the saliva and spread the mud over the man's eyes, saying to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. Then he went and washed and came back able to see. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, Is not this the man who used to sit and beg? Some were saying, It is he. Others were saying, no, but it is someone like him. He kept saying, I am the man. But they kept asking him, then how were your eyes opened? He answered, the man called Jesus made mud, spread it on my eyes and said to me, go to Siloam and wash. Then I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, where is he? He said, I don't know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now as it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisee also began to ask him how he had received his sight. He said to them, he put mud on my eyes, then I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God, for he does not observe the Sabbath. But others said, how can a man who is a sinner perform such signs? And they were divided. So said again to the blind man, what do you say about him? It was your eyes he opened. He said, he's a prophet. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. As a child, I was exceptionally afraid of the dark, the shadow side of an active imagination. I could dream up the worst things. I used to wedge myself between my bed and the wall and throw the covers up over my head to become as invisible as I could to any threat. If I had to walk home from a friend's house in the dark, I sprinted right down the middle of the street to avoid being anywhere near my neighbor's tall bushes. During one phase of my teenage years, both of my parents worked nights, and I made the mistake 
one Halloween of watching Child's Play. The scary movie is about a murderous little doll, Chucky. <laughs> I watched the first one, and then I had to watch the second and the third and so on because I wasn't convinced that Chucky really died at the end of each film. He kept coming back. I was locked in this horrible cycle of horror. Perhaps the most humorous, yes, I am indeed afraid of the dark moment, was when I took a running leap karate kick into my closet doors and knocked them off the hinges in a sure way to expose the imaginary man hiding in a closet with a knife. <laughs> For the love of my family watching this at home, I assure you all that there was never any man with a knife hiding in my bedroom closet. <laughs> I was dearly loved as a child, and even so, I embraced fear. Rampant fear is the complete opposite of the Hebrew and Christian scriptures most often used command, be not afraid. But we're all human here, and I believe it's paramount in the process of healing to both name our emotions and allow ourselves to feel them before we can ever think about embarking on a journey of healing in Christ. Even in my adult life, I've either not had doors on my closet in the bedroom, or else I've noticed that I'm always leaving my side open. I no longer fear the imaginary man inside. I've just learned to like it that way. To have one thing in my control in the sea of things beyond my control. I'm grateful that our faith offers me so many tools to find a way back to the God I forgot about when I was too busy focusing on the vastness of worst-case scenarios. When we're ready for this journey back to God, one of the first things I myself often must do is remind myself that God was never not there with me, with us. You know, I was absent from my relationship, caught up in the dark side of the creative imagination that God gave me. But God was right there, always. Not just at my side, but buried deep, deep within my own heart. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. And surely, surely, Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I didn't grow up saying the King James Version of this psalm, but it's still the one I'd like said at my own funeral. For me, the distance between the language I speak and the language of my psalm reminds me that there's something out there and in here that is far greater and far more infinite than my experience. You know, like many of my colleagues, I've never ministered to anyone in a pandemic before. Nonetheless, I believe with my whole heart that our faith in Christ has prepared us fully for such times as these. So in the name of keeping things simple, 
I remind you, dear my friend, that you are a beloved child of God, made with love in God's image and set forth in this world to reflect that great love back into the world. And I hope you know how much we all love you, despite the sudden ways our time together have morphed. Your time will tell, I think, what this all means for us as a church better than I could ever predict. But this I do know. Those two great commandments that Jesus set forth are needed now more than ever. We shall love the Lord our God with our whole heart, with our soul, and with our mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. We shall love our neighbor as ourselves. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. My dearest family in Christ, I bid you to do whatever you need to do safely, to honor and name the chaos churning within your mind and body and soul at this time. And parents, I'm really sorry if this message grants your children permission to karate kick do the doors off their bedroom closets. <laughs> These are pretty peculiar times, though, and we all need a safe release. <laughs> and when we found that release, let's all come back. Let's come back to the God that is within us and always has been. Let's come back to the peace of God which passes all understanding. And seek understanding anyway, especially in pain. The labor ahead of us, friends, is plentiful. The laborers cannot be few. All of us are needed to be the hands of Jesus in this beloved and prone-to-wander world. And I thank God that we're in this together. Yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil, for God is with us. Amen. For more information about St. Thomas Episcopal Church, please visit our website, www.stthomasmedina.org. That's a www.stthomasmedina.org.